It's time to talk technology and each month Tristan Parker from eAccess Bulletin joins us to give us a flavour of what you can expect in the latest issue. It is free of charge, you can have it delivered to your inbox. But Tristan joins us to give us a little bit of an idea of what you can find in the latest issue. Tristan, thank you for joining us. Hi, Alan. Right, let's make a start then and have a look at some of the offerings this month, Tristan. We're starting with uh, an assistive technology survey, first of all. This has been launched by Gov.uk, which is the uh, the UK government's online services portal. They launched an assistive technology survey to find out what kinds uh, of technology is being used by people who use the site and also what can be done by people who are designing digital services to to make those services and websites a bit more accessible to people with disabilities. So I recently attended an event where Alistair Duggan, who's uh, the head of accessibility at Government Digital Service, uh, he was giving a, a sort of teaser preview, I suppose, of some of the results from the survey. In the bulletin, we sort of go into uh, the results in a bit more detail. A couple of the things that came out in terms of people who are designing these websites and services, it's it's often quite difficult to identify someone within a team who is responsible for making it accessible and usable for people with impairments. There's often not one single person whose job it is to, to make a website accessible. So it can be difficult for those teams to know who to turn to with accessibility problems. And another thing that the survey uncovered was that there's, there's such a huge amount of information out there about digital accessibility that it can be quite overwhelming for people, which uh, I'm sure a lot of listeners can relate to. If you've ever searched for accessibility or information on making a website more accessible, then you'll know you get literally hundreds or even thousands of pieces of information, many of which contradict each other. So it can be difficult to uh, to know where to start and uh, we go into a bit more detail in the, the bulletin article. Okay, now following on from that, um, quite nicely actually, looking at uh, accessibility online, news on a training course. Called Digital Accessibility, Enabling Participation in the Information Society. So it's, it's a completely free course and it's available on the um, Future Learn website. It's a really great platform actually. It offers a lot of uh, different free courses on all kinds of subjects, not just technology. People enroll on the course and they can study the modules in their own time. So it's very kind of free and easy. Uh, but this particular course, it's, uh, it's a sort of introductory course, I guess. And it's just for anyone who might want to learn a bit more about digital accessibility, about how technology can help people who have a uh, visual impairment, uh, sensory impairment, anything like that really. H- how digital technology can help break down barriers. You don't need any kind of prior knowledge on the subject or any kind of technology know-how uh, to enrol on it. It's, uh, it's a real sort of introductory open course. Great. Now, we are uh, heading to the US now, and uh, this is looking at assistive tech in the workplace this time. It's called the the Partnership on Employment and Accessible Technology. And they ran this this sort of online dialogue, basically to to gather some ideas about how technology can help make the workplace easier and better for people with disabilities. This is maybe something that a lot of employers perhaps want to do, but don't really know where to start or how to go about it. So this, uh, this online dialogue was 
kind of a brainstorm of, of what kinds of accessible technology people can use in the workplace, how that technology can be brought in. Just quickly, a couple of the ideas uh, that, that are looked at in the online dialogue. There are things like using free screen reading software for people with sight loss. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it's things like that because um, some software can be very expensive and employers might not be able to, to spend that money on it, but there are plenty of free options out there. Okay, now uh, it seems we can't go very far without talking about awards of some sort. Now, we have uh, mentioned this in the past, Tristan, it's Hackaday and some results. That's right, yes. Uh, as you say, we did uh, talk about this a few months ago. It's uh, called the Hackaday Assistive Technology Prize, and it's essentially, uh, I suppose you might call it a hardware competition where people have been asked to design uh, or build a, a device or gadget or a system that can benefit people with uh, an impairment of some kind, whether that impairment might be sight loss or reduced mobility. And 20 winners have just been announced. We speak to a few of the, uh, the people who built them to find out their inspiration and who they're, who they're trying to benefit from the projects. So again, just to give a kind of quick flavour of some of the projects that we look at, one of the winning entries was an affordable electronic braille display. The creator wanted to make available to as many people as possible as a device for, again, for people with, with sight loss, which creates a visual image for people by stimulating the surface of the tongue it sort of sounds like a very complicated and strange system, I suppose, but it is a technology that's been pioneered over the last few years. And uh, again, it's usually very expensive, but uh, the chap who created this particular system wanted to create a kind of low cost alternative. Another one of the winning entries was uh, a vibrating wristband that alerts people with um, hearing impairments to things like telephones and doorbells and other kind of sounds um, so there's a real kind of range big range of projects and um, yeah we'll, we'll be taking a look at uh, a few more of them in the bulletin some interesting ones uh, certainly there Tristan um, now the uh, readers uh, do get a chance to pose questions and, and ask for help as well so what's in the inbox a request from uh, professor Helen Petrie who is a professor of human computer interaction at the University of York uh, she's running a project to find out more about how people use different types of mobility aid and she's looking for participants to take part in the study. Essentially, the project will involve placing small sensors onto people's mobility aids and these sensors will pick up data and feedback to the people running the project and it will just tell the project leaders a bit about how and when these mobility aids are being used. And the participants also have a smartphone app where they uh, they answer a few different questions every day, just again about how they're using the mobility aid. And basically the aim is that at the end of it, the team can develop an app which uh, allows people to report problems with mobility aids so that they can get assistance as soon as possible. And also so that... Uh, data from uh, the mobility aid can perhaps feed back to someone's therapist. So that might be able to sort of help in creating a more effective treatment program for something. 
So, yeah, it's a really interesting project. And uh, if anyone is interested in taking part, then uh, please do get in touch. Uh, yeah, great um, flavour of what people can expect in the latest bulletin, Tristan. Now, it is free of charge, so if people would like to learn more or perhaps sign up to the bulletin, how do they do that? Uh, if you go to the following web address, then you can sign up. So the address is lists.headstar.com. So I'll just spell that out. L-I-S-T-S dot H-E-A-D-S-T-A-R dot com. And there's no www in front. You can also access our blog site, which has a lot of the, the bulletin content online. And that can be found at www.headstar.com slash EAB live. Our Twitter handle is at EAccess Bulletin. And if you have any uh, comments or questions or ideas for stories that you think we might like to cover, then please do get in touch by email as well. And uh, you can reach me there on eaccessbulletin at gmail.com. Tristan, pleasure talking with you as always. Let's hope uh, more people do sign up to this free uh, bulletin and we'll speak to you again next month. Thanks for joining us on RNIB Connect Radio. Thanks very much, Alan. Appreciate it.